Welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, the movie podcast where we watch movies that we should have seen a long time ago and you can feel smug about because you've probably already seen them. I'm Lauren Lordonovan. And I'm Clark Knows. And today we are watching the sad movie that is Philadelphia. Yeah. Which I technically have seen, but probably half my life ago. I don't even know how old I was when I saw it. I remember generally what happens, but I literally don't remember anything specific. So it's going to be like a brand new rewatch of Mm -hmm. sorts for me i only know tom hanks and denzel washington is in it i'm sure Mm -hmm. there's other familiar faces i don't remember them but you've never seen it yeah no i haven't seen i haven't seen this at all and i almost avoided it okay because i especially when it came out it's the biggest tom hanks fan like i when did it even come out was it like early 1993 93 oh so it was kind of his forrest gump era because that was like it was the year before yeah Yeah, okay 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 oh that's right and he won the academy award a few times in the year because adam in a row sorry because adam sandler did his opera man thing on weekend update and he was like give someone else a freaking chance yeah and it was like and then put up happy gilmore as if that would be an oscar now it was a really oh, yeah. funny snl bit. that is pretty funny. but that's my knowledge to what you're referencing yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean because this was yeah this was a interesting movie because it was like the first time he did something that was kind of serious i guess okay. or i think he had done maybe some something else before that was Kind of serious, but I mean, he was wasn't bosom buddies. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, that was like thirteen years before this, but um, but but yeah, he was known for big, and he was known Mm -hmm. for uh, one of my personal favorites. And I just rewatched this the other day, The Burbs, Mm. and the movie still holds up. If you haven't seen that, that's a real wild ride. But yeah, he. I mean, I remember when this came out, I was like, I'm just not gonna watch it because I. He, uh, I know in the movies, he, movie he has AIDS, yes. and at that time I was really afraid of that because I remember Magic Johnson, yep, had AIDS, and that was relatively around this time. So yeah, like, it was like because he had he was forced to retire, mm-hmm. but then he came back. I think around this time, but in the years before, I think is when he was ousted. Yeah. And this is still when people were actively dying. Like I think this yeah. is around the time where Easy E died. Right, exactly. I think it was the early 90s. I yeah. don't think it was 80s. Um, so it was scary. Yeah. It, it was, it was mean, a death sentence. Yeah. Literally. And I really thought, oh, Magic Johnson's going to be dead in five years. Like, I really yeah. thought that. And I loved... Everyone did. Loved the Lakers. I, I was like... Oh, prime. yeah, because you were a local boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. Was like prime. That was like... Because we were actively like going to the games and stuff like that. Wow. And I remember when he did come back... Which I think was kind of later, and we went to go see that uh, one of his first games back, and it's like I don't know. It, it was so it was so scary to me, and I was just like, the the trailer really did a good job of capturing that it was really sad, and also the music video, uh, "Streets of Philadelphia" by Bruce Springsteen. I remember they had like a lot of the 
you know, I mean, it's mostly just Bruce Springsteen walking down the street, mm-hmm. but then they interstitched uh, okay. pieces of the movie in it. And I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. this." And even this is a sad song, too, from mm-hmm. somebody I'm, I know is like being like dancing in the dark and stuff right, like that. Right. Like, um, Where's so, Courtney uh, Cox coming up on stage to dance and make it happy? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, I don't know. This is like. This is like too heavy for me, yeah. and I mean, like, especially I was, being a young person too. Yeah, yeah, I was like eleven, so I'm not gonna watch it. And uh, so I think ever since then, I've just always been like, how about we just, yeah, That's how about fair. yeah, and you know, uh, so I never got around to watching it. So I am excited to watch it, I, and especially to see like the first movie that. Uh, Tom Hanks won an Academy Award for Yeah. You know. I didn't even clock that that would be like when his career changed. But mm-hmm. yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm excited to rewatch because I mm-hmm. really have only seen this once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think it was when I was a teenager, but I'm I'm not mm-hmm. even sure that's accurate. But what was the context? I remember I was at my parents' house, which I think is why I think I was still a teenager. Uh, I was in the family room. And I remember, I do remember deliberately watching it because I knew it was an important film. Mm-hmm. And I was a Tom Hanks fan. So I was like, I should watch it. And I kind of went through like a dark, depressing movie kick also for most of my teens. So I feel like I'm correct when I think I was pretty young. I just wish I remembered it more because it's one of those movies that where it was critically acclaimed and there's like such prolific actors in it, but it's not maybe because it isn't a feel good movie. I don't know. But like it's not on the tip of everyone's tongue. It's not like you're at like someone's birthday party and they're like, oh, you haven't seen Philadelphia 18,000 times. Like, you know, like it's not mm-hmm. a movie people rewatch. So it doesn't come get yeah. brought up in conversation, which I think is why I never sought it out again. In part, um, mm-hmm. it's sad too. Uh, I remember that much. And I just it never dawned on me to rewatch it. Yeah. Too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I totally get that because um there's one movie in particular that I'll never rewatch even though I loved it. Ooh, which one? Um Dancer in the Dark by Lars von Trier. Mm, I haven't it seen stars it. Bjork and I'm oh. a huge Bjork fan. Yeah, so same. soundtrack is still one of my favorite soundtracks, but I'll never watch it again. Mm. Cuz I it was a beloved person in a real bad situation. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I think that that's kind of where I'm at. And especially, you know what? And I'll, uh, I'll be honest, like at this time it was really hard for me to separate the art from the artists basically, Mm. or like, yeah. So I remember I watched gorillas in the mist and I was like, Sigourney Weaver's in it and I loved her as Ripley mm-hmm. from the Alien franchise and uh of course Ghostbusters which we've also watched on the podcast yes. so go back and listen if you haven't and you know and then she something bad happens to her and I'm like oh my god Peter Vinkman's gonna be so pissed off he's gonna mm-hmm. kill these people right and I'm like it, I, your I brain was, can't compartmentalize yeah kind of is what you're saying well, it, when I was a kid, it was really like, and you know, I guess this would have come out when I was a little bit older after that, but it was like, I, it was still hard for yeah. me, you know, but, 
but yeah i you know obviously i'm not a little kid anymore and i probably should have watched it by now but yeah again like i don't think anybody's gonna like necessarily uh want to rewatch it i don't think it's gonna be coming up at any outdoor screenings anytime soon so yeah Right. Well, it's so funny when we watched The Color Purple, we ran into one of your neighbors who's a good friend of yours. And mm-hmm. uh, bet- between maybe recording or maybe we were doing a double hitter, I don't remember. But either which way, she was like, what are you guys up to? And we're like, oh, we watched The Color Purple. And she didn't realize we had a podcast. She's like, oh, what a fun thing to do on an afternoon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And she's like, what next? Schindler's List, guys? Like, come on. You know, we're like, well, we are going to watch that too eventually. But like, yeah, depressing movies, you have to be in a very specific mm-hmm. headspace or at least have fair warning for like yeah. what you're, you know, going into. And what I'm really curious about upon a rewatch and a first watch for you, sort of the same difference. The world has changed so much Mm -hmm. since 1993. It is not a death sentence anymore. Yes, exactly. Most people don't even have AIDS. They never get past HIV. And so I'm very curious. Like, I don't think it's going to be problematic because that was the reality of its time. But I'm so curious about how things have, like, what we're going to clock about what's changed or what is Mm -hmm. no longer just right the truth or like what's going to be different well also i mean the stigma that was associated yes. with it back then i mean it was like because i i do remember news reports they were like delving into a magic johnson like they were theorizing how he would have gotten it either he would have had to have been homosexual or like well, that was a big stereotype yeah or something and it, and it was like it was like a pretty turn that's not how it, but that's you know, part of why easy like, e's death was so shocking because yeah. he was straight he was one of the mm-hmm. first straight people exactly. to die of it and um yeah. i mean tom hanks does play a gay man in this i'm 99 percent okay. sure i'm remembering that correctly pretty certain about that i yeah. didn't want to assume but yeah but um in the 80s it was mostly gay deaths like yeah. if you talk to anybody that grew up in a city in the not grew up but was mm-hmm. uh, a young person a 20 something 30 something whatever in a city as a gay man they say they were going to funerals left right. and right well that's why which is that's horrifying. why they didn't care that's why they didn't yeah because like obviously they've met i mean magic johnson he's doing better than ever you know he's mm-hmm. doing great and i think it, it, it is so weird because like they could have done so much in the 80s, like yeah. in the early. I mean, because obviously they came up with solutions and they were there, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't and it took getting that stigma off of it. Yeah. And you know. and the otherness of belonging to a group that not everyone related to and like vilified anyway. And yeah. just it was just a mess. But we had Reagan as president. So exactly. I think That's that had a lot to do with it. But, you know, of course, I, I think even. Yeah, I think even nancy reagan had something to do with it i think so too well she was very war on drugs which is a different topic for another time but Mm. one of those almost like toxic positivity where it's like just say no and but like there was just a lot more destruction done with the war on drugs yeah than help was actually made you know like and i think the there's a pipeline to how the AIDS crisis was handled. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they're cousins in my opinion. Yeah. I can't completely back that up, but it feels like a pipeline as to how it got m- mangled. Like it just, Ugh, I don't get me started about Reagan. Cause <laughs> like, I, I think that he was one of the most destructive president. Sadly, one of the only presidents, I mean him and Richard Nixon are the two California presidents. <laughs> so messed up and i hate that but that's how they kind of won though because they ended yeah. up winning their home state so it's yep. like you don't have to win that many more states um but anyways yeah 
rest and piss uh Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um yeah and so i i, th- I think it will be interesting uh t- to watch i i absolutely i'm excited to watch but yeah i do i do worry about it but i did look up it's directed by jonathan demi and i didn't know huh i didn't know yeah, yeah. so i'm excited he's i really i am a huge sounds of the lambs fan also, I think did he he direct that thing you do? I think he did. Oh, you might be right, and that would make sense if Tom Hanks wanted to work with him again because mm-hmm. that was like his first movie for the production company. That yeah, he started, I think. Yeah, that's right, Playtone. Right. Which in the movie was the record company, was the record right? Company, Which is yeah. cute. I like it. That's literally. I love that movie to death. It's I fun. will fight on this hill. Oh, once a year, I go on a kick where I listen to the the song, the single, that thing mm-hmm. you do for like yeah. eighty times in a row in a week. It's, like it, it's just like so catchy. It's like one of the best fictional it, band songs ever. Absolutely, maybe the best. I don't know. I I truly, <laughs> I truly do think. Also, I do like Killer Tofu by the Beats. Sure, uh, from Doug. But but yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of the best. Yeah, fictional soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's written by the guy from Everclear, or no, Founds of Wayne. Oh, I was gonna say I I would know that because I I know you don't like Everclear, I don't but like I Everclear. love Everclear. Yeah. Um. Oh, but that makes sense because didn't the guy of Fountains of Wayne go on to do Crazy Ex Girlfriend and like Oh all yeah, this, I think so. And then he yeah. passed in the pandemic. I think. Of yeah, COVID. he did. Adam yeah. Slush, Slushy. Yeah, I think that's right. And he, uh, but I, I think I was never a big fan of uh, Fountains of Wayne, but I, I mean, such good yeah. songs other than Fountains of Wayne. Anyways, <laughs> well, let's let's watch let's it. watch it. Let's finally yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna talk about music for forever. Yes, so we will. We'll be back. <laughs> bye. Your bye. Bye. And we are back. We have watched the tearjerker that is Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, Mr. Clark? I loved it. It yeah, was I did so too. good. Yeah. I really, yeah, it was, it was just, it was really masterfully done. Mm-hmm. You know, and also it wasn't, it wasn't pandering either. Yep. Because like I could, you know, it was just like showing it as mm-hmm. it was. Yep. And thinking about this coming out in 1993 like we were talking about mm-hmm. it was so scary at that time my goodness yep and there's a lot of misinformation still like i think like the doctor scene knew like scientists and doctors knew what it was and how it spread but mm-hmm. public panic hadn't caught up yeah it was it was, it was it's and it's so weird to watch this now because like we we're talking about you know, there's a there's a drug for you know. Well, there's antivirals aging. too that help reduce the spread of it as yeah. well. Well, to the point where people don't present like nope. there's none. In, you can be in asymptomatic system. your whole life. Yeah, and um, I've seen I, I forgot what the drug is called, but I see this advertisement. To yeah, me yeah, quite a bit, and I'm like, wow, it's it, you know, it's something that it. And like I was saying, it's so sad that in the 80s, they just didn't research it. Yeah. Because it was affecting, let's be honest, gay people and black people. Yep. And, you know, they're like, well, this is, you know, and I I think in this movie, they present that so well where it's like mm-hmm. they're blaming people. Yep. For for their decision, you know, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a disease of 
unfortunate circumstances right. it's a disease <clears throat> by your own design you cause this and it's blaming the victim and they it. even had outside the courtroom like the picketers and stuff where it, um what did it say it was like aids is the solution to homosexual or the cures homosexuality yeah. i think that's what one of the posters said that i happened to clock and it sounds like some westboro baptist shit but that I, was more normal 30 years ago that i don't think that i feel like Maybe even like a little bit before the, that, because I do remember, I do remember George Bush talking about mm-hmm. it or whatever, and I do remember there being like a whole thing, and I think he was starting to get the ball rolling towards the end of his I presidency, so too. which I don't I'm know enough about it, but I I think it had to be kind of normalized and spoken to by the you know spoken yeah. the president had to address it more right for sure. I mean because it's. You know, it's beca- because it becomes this thing, you know, and it, and it's weird to watch this at a time where we went through a pandemic. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that, too. And I think in a lot of ways, there's, uh, you know, the way that people acted with the virus this time, like it was crazy. There was know? like both parallels and false equivalences. Like mm-hmm. my brain kind of couldn't like I, I understand the panic mm-hmm. having been through the pandemic now. And there are people that. I guess where the false equivalent kind of comes in for me is like there were people who got it, unfortunately, through no fault of their own, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning, um, or they had to go to work or whatever it may or may not have been. But like a lot of people denied that it was even happening slash dangerous and got it. So it's like I do feel a little less. I I feel bad that they didn't care enough. I don't know what journey led them there. I I can have some compassion, but... Mm. Yeah, it's just, but piggybacking off of what you were saying, though, about they weren't pandering, one of my main notes, because I took a few just so I didn't forget, but I was very early, like a third into the movie, if that, I was like, what's so good about this movie is it's not trauma porn. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes with these heavy subjects, it's tragic on top of tragic on top Mm -hmm. of like, it's almost dehumanizing, but... uh, Tom Hanks character had a full life. He was liked. He was accepted by his family. It's not like he was, he had AIDS and he was disowned. And not that that doesn't happen. Of course it does. But it was nice to humanize. I'm sure for a 1993 audience that like, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. Who has a full life. Exactly. They didn't pile on unnecessary drama. Right. Which is hard to do in a genre like this sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it being, and I do, I do think I knew that it was going to be mostly courtroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I do remember that element yeah. uh, uh, to it and stuff. And yeah, and, and that's where kind of, you know, what, what you're, <clears throat> you're talking about, like, he was a fantastic lawyer. Yes. Like, you know, we see him in the beginning and, and it's, and it's really sad because he gets sick so fast, you know, and yeah. that's the way that it happened. I know. Back then, I mean, it always depended on, you the know, person. Yeah. the person for sure. It seemed so. like he was okay for a minute, but then it, mm. you know, went yeah. downhill of the year and a half or whatever the real time version was. Right. And it's like, and yeah, it's weird because people, it, you know, it's, I and they, they address this obviously too. It wasn't just that they had AIDS, but it was that you you know like i was talking about with with magic johnson mm-hmm. he had to have been an intravenous uh 
drug user or mm-hmm. bisexual or you know all this stuff they're like speculating on all this shit and it's yeah. like wow like instead of having compassion towards this person right right we're going to just why why you know like uh, oh like now I'm, I'm not only afraid of you because you have hiv but i'm afraid of you because you're possibly gay which is so crazy to me mm-hmm. where one, one of one of the things about like especially straight men mm-hmm. um and i'm a straight man so uh but but i do think that most straight men are like oh my god if if a guy ever like flirted with me mm-hmm. i would ju-, and i'm like guess what that's how most women feel i know and it and it's so funny because they're like oh my god like oh and it's like yeah that's what most women go through like at a bar like having yeah you know and the thing is is like only creepy guys ask out for the most part that early guys were not interested in right yeah and it and it just and it sucks so much because you know a lot of what the quote-unquote risky behavior that these men had or and you know women as well was because they they had to hide Mm -hmm. they couldn't be out in the open so they had to go to these places like Mm -hmm. you know to because the thing is it's at this time it was so hard to just say like if you liked someone if if you're gay and you liked someone yeah you could not really say that. You would have you to have some evidence. You yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, thinking about that now and coming and being from like California, it's hard to like imagine that. Mm-hmm. But like, my goodness, yeah. Well, my favorite thing that I used to do in college, and I went to college in a different era, but because homophobia was still very rampant amongst the straight men's, mm-hmm. and I'm somebody who's also heterosexual, so I would date these guys. If I clocked at all that they were not cool with my best friend Tyler who happened to be gay or like um or would be like, No, I like him, I just don't like what he does or like just a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or or they would say any other off color remark, maybe not even as specific as that. What I would do is like I would be like, you know what's so funny? I can't believe we're dating. Cause mm-hmm. when we first met, I thought you were gay. Yeah. And it would just crush them and i had so much fun it's one of the most sadistic things i've ever done but Mm -hmm. i i i'm not sorry no and i would eventually tell them i was joking but it would just be like come on like who cares it that was like my point you know what i mean like yeah because because at the because at that point you're not like you're not seeing the person you know Mm -hmm. you're seeing yeah you you just have all these stereotypes and you know there was there was a character in here who was going to college and st- and stuff and mm-hmm. he uh he was the one that hit on denzel washington's character oh yeah in the convenience and, store you know and obviously that went wrong but he was like why would you think that denzel washington was like why would you think I was, i'm gay and the guy was like i mean he was dressed head to toe in like sports apparel yeah seemed like a dude Just yeah seemed like a dude hetero dude <laughs> and it's like do I and and that's one of the that's one of the the stereotypes the st- people always have this idea of like stereotypical gay man and and it's and it's which is rarer than people think yeah yeah like it's, it exists like there are flamboyant or effeminate gay men but there's also flamboyant and fem- effeminate straight men too especially right, in comedy right. like low-key jokes on me I just made that joke how in college I would be like oh my god I thought you were gay 
I've had to consider at one point in time, most men that I've come into contact with in comedy to be like, huh, are they gay? Because A, you can't tell Mm -hmm. all the time, but B, comedy in itself is flamboyant. Right. When you think about it, it's exaggerated emotions to make a point. Yeah. And when you start to see that, you're like, oh, is this somebody that's like some of my friends who are just more like all American boys or kind of like grungy boys that happen Mm -hmm. to like dick? And yeah. usually that's not the case, but occasionally it actually has been, you know, like, so it's just like, you can't yeah. tell, like it's right. And there's no, and that's like, that's like an awful. And luckily I think, you know, lately it, it really is more, it, I mean, people have been comfortable being themselves and being gay because mm-hmm. I think in some ways, cause I remember I, I had I've met people who've come from different places. Like I had a friend, he came from the South Mm -hmm. and he came, you know, to like West, he went to West Hollywood and such. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I didn't, sometimes he was like, I didn't feel gay enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In a way. And it's like, because everybody expects you to perform these. And it's like, not, it's not, cut and dry like that and it's and and also it's a spectrum too yeah it's not a monolith and that's why that's why i think this movie was was great too because it kind of showed the struggle it it had good intersectionality yes because you know denzel washington Mm -hmm. he definitely had his or his character definitely had i mean his prejudices yeah big time he had his opinions for sure and the thing is, I think after a while he really did understand this. Everybody should have the right. Only you know when he was talking about when we signed the declaration or when yeah. we signed the Constitution, it wasn't life, liberty for heterosexual men. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you got it. I mean, it, it, it's it's <clears throat> it's important to see that. Well, and what I loved that. about the casting choice of. Uh, Tom Hanks being the the AIDS patient and um, Denzel being the lawyer is it's actually a really interesting layered choices in casting because you you have the white man is going through something that the black man does not initially support and what's important mm-hmm. about that is too often with casting and representation black people are are either stereotyped or um almost dehumanized or evil or whatever, or they're too good. There's also the trope of like the magical person who helps or, um, you know what I mean? Or like the person who's like facilitating the white protagonist. But I thought this was, this struck a really great balance again with kind of like intersectionality because Denzel's not perfect. Like the character did Mm -hmm. have prejudice, but he was not unforgivable. He was Mm -hmm. just a human. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just kind of like, I thought that was so interesting. And I love that his wife was like, oh, yeah, I'm down with the gays. <laughs> right. My and aunt's gay. And she, he didn't know that. And I love that he didn't change his mind at the flip of a dime. Because even though that sounds like a utopian great thing, mm-hmm. that's not how humans do change their minds. Right. It's a slow burn. You cannot mm-hmm. change someone's mind in one conversation. Exactly. Yeah. and and it, And it really did kind of come from like, you know his interest in the case. His, yes. his interest in the case was like, wow, I could probably make a lot of money, a. Eh? Mm-hmm. But then also it was a very interesting subject too. Yeah, I mean because you know a case like this, like 
Yep. Okay, so uh, if you guys don't remember, he was fired for incompetence. But I I feel like so they said that they had, they had lost his his he had mm-hmm. the brief was missing or whatever, yeah, and it wasn't where yeah. he said it was. The complaint wasn't where it was supposed to be, but. I have a feeling they hit it, of course, mm-hmm. because later on they came out with it. Oh, it was over here. And it's like. Yeah. They weren't going to lose the case to yeah, like, get rid of the gay guy. They were just going to fuck it up enough to give him plausible reasons to fire him. Exactly. And I don't think it was uh, an issue with that. And it's like, God, that happens all the time. Like, yeah. that's not a a, a, a rare thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from people just in general. Yeah, like, people sabotage. People yeah, do people it all. sabotage. But I do love that when you had Tom Hanks presenting his side of the story to Denzel in, in Denzel's office, mm-hmm. you almost don't know for sure. There is some shadows right. of a doubt. And it's only through the trial, especially when, uh, I think it was Denzel being like, so, you know, or no, it was a jury. The juror, actually, w- when they were deliberating, was mm. saying, why would you... If you wanted, if you didn't think someone was competent, why would you give them to the most important client? Exactly. And it's like slam motherfucking dunk. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, and of course that I was already on the side of Tom Hanks anyway, For even sure. in that scene. But like, uh, you know, it, it just sort of, um, there's just a lot of layers to, to all of yeah. it. And homophobia obviously still exists, but it was not only worse 30 years ago, but it wasn't. I mean, we were still working out sexual harassment laws. Like we weren't yeah. protecting sexual preferences. Yeah, you know what I all. mean. That like wasn't that wasn't the table yet. Yeah, that was beyond most people's comprehensions. So, like, what an important movie for its time. It hit so many different topics of social issues in not even a little bit heavy-handed ways. Yeah, and it being yeah thirty years ago, like yeah such a different landscape and and it was and i hate using this word mm-hmm. but it was brave you know yeah i don't i think it was a risk it, you know it was sure. a risk for for them to put out a movie like this and sure. to kind of like you know demonize people who do have prejudices on it because at this time probably half the country had the same prejudices maybe even more than that i think that's a low ball like even if they weren't hateful they still because some of these people some of the lawyers they weren't hateful as much as like hesitant Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then some were really bad but i mean like there was a spectrum even there yeah hence the one lawyer was sort of remorseful Mm -hmm. the one that seemed a little bit younger or not as like the the skinnier one um yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, I'm very impressed with this movie mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. This is one of the better done movies right. that we've watched. I think. Exactly. Yeah. For for me, for sure. And and it's weird. Uh, and I knew, I, you know, going into it, it would make me upset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially seeing Tom Hanks. You know, he's always. Yeah. I mean great ca- like great casting and i'm glad that he took this job because mm-hmm. that that's a pretty big risk to take the job yeah. as well because it's like he was known as the you know the fun goofy yeah. guy and for him to take on a role like this that potentially 
It could you know, have been a career ender. I it mean, could have been a career especially ender. in those days. Yeah. Yeah, I think good on him for doing that. And and you know what? I think that also kind of helped with you know people getting to the theater. To be honest, yeah. And also, kind of like, oh well, I have this opinion about gay people, but here, let me see Tom Hanks. Okay, like yeah. at least with that and just be like, okay, maybe I'll consider and like you said, like a slow burn, mm-hmm. like trying to change people's minds well, about. There's been studies about how correct representation mm-hmm. does change people's minds. Mm-hmm. A lot of people started to accept gay people because of Will and Grace, as mm-hmm. dumb as that sounds. That's the absolute yeah. truth. And what I think is so interesting, I clocked this at one point. Uh, this movie was in 1993. And L.A. is very different than the rest of the country. And look, to anyone out there listening, I'm not saying that show business is not without its huge problems. There's a lot of very problematic people in show business. However, L.A. does set the trends for the nation. Mm -hmm. We are ahead of the curve when it comes to most social issues. And what that means, especially in a 1993 lens, is that probably most people out here did not have at least working in the industry, homophobia, because they worked with people mm-hmm. who were gay, right, yeah. all the time. And I think this was like a weird sweet spot in culture because the 80s didn't really have any AIDS representation that was positive, at least, um, or even a lot of gay representation. Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, that did start to change. And I think this is the exact same year. Maybe it was 94 but um, the real world casted right. Pedro from San that. Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and he was not only one of the first gay characters in the real world franchise, but was HIV positive. Yeah, I forgot that he was. And HIV he died positive. the night after the finale aired, or the night oh the finale God. aired, something like that. And then Bill Clinton. Because he was president, at least when it aired. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they were filming in 93 and it aired in 94. I might be wrong. But, like, Bill Clinton even said as president, like, no American, because the real world was so huge. So it, he he said, no American can say that they do not know someone with AIDS because mm-hmm. we all know Pedro now. Yeah. Which is cr- cr- crazy that a cable reality show before there was reality show got, mm-hmm. like, a guy who died, literally the president talked mm-hmm. about him. But I just find it because the casting directors out sense, here. Though. Yeah. yeah. Be- but, be- I mean, that makes sense because they saw him as a person first. 100%. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say, the long winded point that I'm trying to make is just that like a casting director was like, no, we have to put somebody with this is something we should put on television. The writer, the director, mm-hmm. the producers, the 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 studio that mm-hmm. put out this movie all greenlit it too and agreed mm-hmm. to do it. So there was enough changing minds. So as much as like I get it, sometimes there's problems in Hollywood, and sometimes people like to accuse people in Hollywood of like being superficial. But no, at the end of the day, most people do care about basic human rights. Yeah, exactly. and usually we're ahead of the curve. So. For anyone out there that's not on board with, you know, transgender people or non-binary people or whatever else is popping up, because those are things that people are currently still having trouble wrapping their heads around. Um, Look, listen, if you want to be on the right side of history, like, just support people. Yeah, exactly. Like, even beyond that, because, like, right, it's not even... (sighs) 
at the you could hate somebody for any amount of reasons. Sure. There's so many different reasons why you you could. Should you? No. Like mm -hmm. people are people, and especially things like that. Especially things that it's have so arbitrary. To do with you. Right. That's you don't get to even pick. This is what drives me nuts when anyone is sexist, homophobic, racist. Insert any other phobic or ism, like mm -hmm. whatever. It's like nobody chooses to be born. Nobody chooses to be born in the time period that they're born. Nobody chooses to be born in the geographic location that they are born. Nobody mm -hmm. chooses what. Uh, physical sex they are born into nobody chooses mm. their sexual orientation nobody chooses the color of their skin right yeah so like why the hell are we spending so much time hating people exactly over something that they have literally no control over yeah it's insane I, it's just hateful hateful people like at, at their core mm-hmm and i hate to say that i hate them because i don't want to be a hateful person either but also it's like yeah, those people in the end, they're just miserable. They're they're seeing threats where there's no threats. I mean, that mm -hmm. must be exhausting. Wow. Really? Well transgender people are a threat to you? Like I mean, because you have to figure at this time I think maybe Hawaii had legalized uh civil unions mm -hmm. at least for gay people. But it but it's like the sanctity of marriage and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and it's like okay. There's divorce, like people uh, cheat you, all the people time cheat in marriage. All the time. Yeah, people beat up their spouses. How is that the sanctity of marriage? Exactly, and it, it's so hypocritical. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, I I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that this movie came out. Sad that it took me so long to watch it, though. But mm -hmm. but I get it. I get why I didn't rewatch it though. Too, you know, like until this is like a couple times in a lifetime movie this is not like a oh i'm having a nice saturday i'm just gonna be lazy and watch yeah philadelphia like right that's exactly not a good time um we were saying off mm -hmm. camera though when we were getting dinner no disrespect to tom hanks but denzel stole, stole the show oh yeah hands down i thought he was hands so down. good yeah i mean he's always so yeah He's always so passionate and um but I will say it was a standard Denzel Washington mm -hmm. performance. I feel like this was a very different Tom Hanks performance. That's true. Like I I think yeah, I would probably say like definitely Denzel Washington was very he's he, I love him to no end. Uh I truly do. But it was along the lines of a yeah. usual Sure. Denzel Washington uh, performance, whereas I felt like uh, Tom Hanks's, and yeah, you you could say which one's better, or what, but mm -hmm. um, but I think this was so it's more it's more different than I've ever seen him. Yeah, to be honest, and I don't know if Denzel did he was he nominated or I don't know that answer um, to be honest. I'm, I was wondering that myself. Because he's won, he's won, right? For some, he must have. Like, that's a crime if he hasn't. Uh, yeah, but, uh... Because he's considered, like, one of the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, he was, uh, he was amazing in it. I, 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 I loved him in it. Uh, also, Mary Steenburgen was great in it. Yeah, she kind of came out of nowhere. I was mm -hmm. like, I felt like a little annoying to Clark in the movie because I kept turning to him like, why do I know that person? Is that Mary Steenburgen? <laughs> Is yeah. that like whatever? But it was like, because the guy from 
the colonel from Boogie Nights was in it, which is who I thought it was, but I my memory I wasn't trusting. And then mm-hmm. um, his name is Ob- Oba. Ob- I'm going to butcher his name, but the the black lawyer on the side of the law firm, Mm -hmm. he is a really great actor and he's in my favorite miniseries that I watch repeatedly like a weirdo, uh, the Temptations miniseries. He plays Barry Gordy. So I was very happy to Mm. see him pop up on the screen. I I didn't remember that Anthony Banderas is in it and I thought he was really great Mm -hmm. too. Oh, he was great. And I thought all of Tom Hanks' family was great too. Yeah. Honestly, one of the first notes I took was um, when she was on the phone with him, when she was like asking about like his like blood levels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, but no, how are you doing? And she kind of had to pause to like collect herself. Like A, I almost started crying right then and there. Yeah. Because B, that's so real. When you're, talking with somebody who's going through a very terrible anything it could be an illness it could be a divorce like who knows Mm -hmm. and then they switch the topic to you and you're so worried for them like you it just takes you a minute to yeah kind of collect yourself and switch gears and especially if they're not in front of your face and you're in the privacy of your own kitchen i was like that is such a weirdly well done scene and we're only like 10 minutes in yeah yeah exactly and I also, I mean, I think that's also a testament to the director, Jonathan Demme. Yeah. And um, because that could I have was, been overplayed. Right. Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Mm-mm. Okay. But I mean, similar things like very understated, like, yeah, very, very realistic performances, you know, mm-hmm. like very yeah, realistic. Grounded as hell. Yeah. And I, that's, he, he does a pretty good job of capturing that. Uh yeah, and yeah, the whole supporting, yeah, everybody is supporting cast. Every everybody everybody was great in it and 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 what I liked about Antonio Banderas's performance is he it's like you almost you almost get mad at people when they're when they're not when they're I mean when they're sick, yeah. But like when they're not taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and he did he did such a great job of trying to like temper himself, yeah. but he obviously is so distraught. I mean, seeing your partner waste away mm-hmm. like that is horrible. And um, I thought he that was I mean that was that was pretty great. Yeah, I just looked it up. Denzel Washington was nominated for anything. That's which a is, crime pretty crazy i can't that's weird but yeah Yeah. i don't i mean honestly though okay look hot take and i shouldn't say this because i'm in hollywood but i don't the awards are bullshit like i mean like you know what i mean like like i'm not saying like tom hanks shouldn't have won i'm not saying that like brendan fraser shouldn't have won this year i I don't give a fuck but it's just kind of like there's always so many wonderful performances each yeah. year. It's kind of ridiculous that we make a contest of trophies out of it. I know. It you is. really can't compare art. It's bullshit that a lot of genres are not even considered for the Academy Awards. Like, there's a lot of good comedy performances, mm-hmm. too, that are grounded and great. And right. that's never going to get an Oscar nomination. So it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. It's just snooty and pretentious and like, eh. yeah, I get it. If I'm ever in a position to play the game, I'll freaking frack and play the game. Cause I'm not going to alienate myself from like the powers that be, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, it's not in my value system, Yeah, you know, to, yeah, some it's... of the best actors don't have these awards. So I don't know. Yeah. What does that say? <laughs> right. And, and there's so many, yeah, there's a lot of different 
reasons why a thing wins or whatever. Yeah, it's political, it's, it's social, it's emotional. Yeah. Economic, mostly. Yeah, that too. You know, I, th- I think what matters more is something that, that changes, you know, society. Yeah. Like, and, and I think, you know, there's a fair amount of movies, in my opinion, that I think show things in such a way that it's like okay yeah if you could change like one person's mind on something and make the world kind of a better place then yeah like i will take the criterion collection more seriously than oscar nominated or winning awards like or you know because it's like usually to be in the criterion collection it has to be sort of something like what you're saying or something that was so specific or groundbreaking or innovative that Mm -hmm. it's like no we need to kind of preserve this and right. keep it in good faith and for future generations. Yeah, exactly. For historical context, if nothing else. Yeah. I have a friend that collects all of them and uh, the Criterion collections. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, that's pretty crazy. Uh, There's some weird ones. I feel like considered trying to like do the streamer cause they have, yeah. uh, you know, and I've just never done it um, in part cause I'm somebody who, relaxes a lot and watches content i've already seen so i don't trust myself to make the most of another Mm -hmm. subscription but it's not like every single movie is available on the streamer that's in the criteria if that was the case i would do it but like and then there's just so many because there's also ones from around the world which is really cool too but like there's just some offbeat ones that it's like i don't know if i need to see that i'm sure it's like really well lit yeah. or whatever the reason why it's in here but like i, I don't know i'm not really a cinephile though yeah she says with the movie podcast podcast yeah <laughs> yeah no i i agree with you because i think i had seen something and it was like i don't know like a dumb movie and i was like oh really yeah. okay if that's yeah, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I shouldn't take it as seriously, but I at least understand the criteria as mm-hmm. to why. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was so good. It was heavy as hell. Very heavy. Heavy, but um, this is the only other movie besides Coco that kind of nailed me in the tear ducts. Yeah, you know, I, I was fighting tears in a lot of the movies we've seen, mm-hmm. but I, I've said it before. I don't really like to cry, but ugh, movies about death, though they they obviously get me with oh, yeah. my history like of course they do and i lost it at i don't know if it was his brother or brother-in-law the one that kind of started crying over his bedside like mm-hmm. yeah. whew, that one killed me because i like i've had that sad goodbye mm-hmm. yeah i i have to yeah I you think know we all like have, yeah i guess so but just that hospital like some right. i got really back to like my mom dying and i was like oh no mm-hmm. i don't like this and i don't know yeah kind of got sure. me thinking about all the different deaths. I'm like, oh my god, I've collected them all. I've discovered a dead body. I've said goodbye. I've gotten the bad phone call that Denzel got in the because mm-hmm. that was the next scene. You know, it was just like, ugh. so yeah, that got me good. That got me good, and mm-hmm. I went to go get your tissues to get a tissue, and I'm like, I'm just gonna assume Clark needs it too. And I brought out the whole box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, here you go. I had sleeves, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, I had hands, and then I was like, nope, nope, yeah. I need, I need. Tissue. No, human emotions are so embarrassing. I know, I hate them. They're not fun. It's a loss of control for me. That's why I don't like to cry. Um, yeah, I could see that. I thought this was great. Um, did you have any other notes? No, I think the only note I just checked the one that I wrote down that we didn't talk about, and it's really brief. I just like how quickly they delved into it. Yeah. You know, there was no unnecessary scenes. There was no mm-hmm. unnecessary world building just because mm-hmm. it was 
clear from the jump or almost the jump that he had AIDS and Mm -hmm. he they they quickly gave him that like promotion of sorts and quickly fired him as he was quickly declining like it was all like that was all within 20 minutes yeah that's like a very good first act right i think a lot of movies get really lost in either the first act or the second act Mm -hmm. because they get kind of precious about stuff that doesn't matter and for a long movie there really wasn't anything wasted or should have been cut yeah I agree with that. It did. It did have a really. I mean, yeah, because it was on the longer side, but yeah, it really zoomed uh, almost to the point because, like, when they're in the courtroom, I think that was probably the longest part. I guess, like, yeah. That, but like, they did a really good job of breaking that up. Like, mm-hmm. that they did a great job. Um, you know, because then you you see, you know, especially in, in the beginning or like the end of the or the beginning of the second act, like you see how people react to him. Yeah. And then you kind of see that starting to change over time. Mm-hmm. And that's like what's really cool, you know. Oh, and the other thing, too, I meant to say this while we were talking about like Denzel's um, homophobia. What also is interesting to me about him taking on the case, in addition to all the stuff that you said, mm-hmm. was they were in the same library doing research. Right, yeah. And he was watching him out of curiosity and out mm-hmm. of compassion and confusion and all the things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really nice touch because a lot of people who just don't know better yet mm-hmm. don't not. Yeah, there's a lot of hateful people for sure. I'm mm-hmm. with you. But a lot of people are just all too human and have not been exposed to things. And yeah. you have him rejecting this idea initially. But then he sees this man who's clearly declining even since mm-hmm. the last time he saw him. Yeah. Not being treated well by the librarian saying like you should go to the private room or, right. or whatever. And because Danzel was a good guy through and through. He just needed to learn a lesson, mm-hmm. you know, about like gay people or people too or whatever. Right. And I think a lot of people could have seen themselves in that position. Because a lot For of people sure. are like, no, I don't hate people. I just don't like it. Or I don't, no, I don't have a problem with it, except I don't want to be near it. Like there's a lot exactly. of mental yeah. gymnastics. And I love that they kind of showed that where it's like clearly he had the wrong response to him in mm-hmm. his the office. But there was such a good human and good heart in there that he couldn't help himself mm-hmm. but talk to him. And then that's how, the, yeah. you know what I mean? And I I thought that was just a brilliant choice. Right. I mean, because that it, 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 that was so embarrassing for him. And yeah. the thing is, he's had to, and he's probably like. He's had his own version of that as a black man, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's where it kind of is like, wow, that struggle is like for a lot of people it's like it's 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 pretty bad you know yeah. like um you know and it's it's sad but like sometimes it really does take you know mm-hmm. seeing something like that seeing yeah. that injustice yeah to really change your mind and yeah or at least start to open your or at heart least up. open it up yeah, yeah. and be like okay because he was like he probably found that relatable mm-hmm. and while they were walking yeah. very different experiences and they can't be compared in a lot of ways and that's really important to point out mm-hmm. there is a connective tissue yeah there's a pipeline prejudice is prejudice so yeah. i mean like i just yeah i thought that was yeah. literally one of my favorite scenes because like he's such a good actor so you can also see everything he's thinking and feeling mm-hmm. right and just feeling unwelcome is, yeah. is a horrible feeling. Absolutely. And you know what happens? It happens. But um, yeah, no, I yeah, great movie, loved it. I 
Wish I had seen it earlier, but also at the same time, made me pretty sad, so maybe not. Uh, That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, me too. Well, next week we're going to take a hard left turn (laughs) and go into Cheech and Chong. Yes. (laughs) Because I haven't seen it, and it's uh, 420, so um, it's going to be our closest podcast release date to 420, so we're going to be basic potheads and... Yeah. Do Cheech and Chong. Yeah, we're going to watch it high, too. So right? Probably. I yeah. mean, I've assumed. We haven't yeah. talked about it. But, oh, man. Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. That's the I don't first know one? if I've seen this one. I haven't. I didn't know you hadn't either. I God, I, I know I've seen one of them. Okay. I don't know if it's this one. The, right. the Up and Spoke, right? Uh, what do I have? I just have Cheech and Chong on the list, probably because I don't know the difference. Yeah, no, I th- I th- the big one is Up in Smoke. Mm-hmm. I think I have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. But see, I might have been stoned and I don't remember. So. Ha ha ha. But yeah, I'm excited for that. They're very funny. And also, it's like kind of cool. It's kind of, it, yeah, it's kind of cool to just be like, yeah, it's like a goofy, like ethnically diverse cast, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I'm excited to see that. So definitely subscribe, mm-hmm. come back, uh, follow us on the TikToks and the YouTube at Let's Finally Watch It. And I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. You can find me at Blairosaurus Rex pretty much everywhere. Or just Google my name mm-hmm. and you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'm Clark Knows, other Clarksy on the internet. And yeah. We'll be back next time and I guess we'll be kind of stoned. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. For the, well, we'll see. for the, we've... Mm, yeah i was stoned watching wizard of oz and but we weren't watching that together and then there was one i don't remember which podcast but we went to the weed store right before and we took an edible before we did it and i was definitely stoned by the end but yeah i don't remember which one that was now it was in the fall but this will be almost brand new territory yeah exactly (laughs) so it'll be fun yeah okay way more (laughs) lighthearted. yeah have a good week Bye. bye Thank you.